Good morning, everyone. This is Judith A. Copey listening to Mad Love. What's going on? So we're into Wednesday. We're moving at a nice brisk pace through October. Um, I haven't been on your heads about your goals lately. I think I skipped a couple podcasts, maybe. But if you have goals that you want to get done in 2019, you got to stop waiting. Why are you waiting for it? Let's get out here and get it done. Uh, And I'm giving that advice to myself. There's some very important meetings I need to have. And I have delayed um, picking times to do it, mainly because uh, I'm very busy. Like, I, I may be stretched across too many projects, but it's a good problem to have. And you just do what you have to do. I'm not complaining. I just have to be more focused and more organized. And when I'm prodding you guys, I'm also prodding myself. So there you go. Um, Yesterday, uh, oh, the day, I meant to podcast about this the day before yesterday. So like, you know, as you guys know, if you listen regularly, you just get my brain unfiltered at the moment. Uh, I don't have a super long refractory time uh, for my emotions. I've worked really hard to not be consumed by my emotions because those are the things that drag you down rabbit holes when you get resentful or angry and you just stay mad for decades and it's like, ugh. Yeah, so I don't really do that. So I forget sometimes what I want to talk about because the emotion has moved on. But I was really puzzled. The other day, there was a very aggressive ringing of the doorbell at about 5.30. So I go to the door and it's this kid. I mean, he's got to be like 9 or 10. And he's like, excuse me, ma'am, I was just wondering if I could uh, have $2 uh, so that I could, uh, it's okay if you don't have it, it's okay if you don't have it, but I just was uh, $2. And I was like, do I know, so I said, do I know you? Are you, who are you? Are you my neighbor? He was like, yes, I live right there. He pointed somewhere, I don't know where he lives. So he pointed up the street and I was like, so I'm thinking, of course I have $2, but I ain't giving it. I don't want to set no precedent that this kid could just ring my bell and, and get cash. I'm not an ATM, you know? So I was like, no, I don't have $2. He was like, it's okay. It's okay. I said, what do you need $2 for? Well, I was just going to go get me a soda. Uh, and I was like, man, these kids are wild. And then I saw it felt like he was looking at somebody, but I wasn't about to investigate it too much. So I don't know if this was just some little boy stuff or what, because I think I passed this kid uh, at the bus stop every morning. So I'm, I don't know if he thought he was just, you know, going to shoot a shot and see what happens or what. I don't know, but it was very strange. But it didn't feel like a panhandler, but it didn't quite feel right either. It was strange. It was really weird. And uh, it's like this kid has some real nerve because it would have never dawned on me as a child to to ask a grown-ass person that I didn't really know for $2. You know what I mean? So that was unique. And then yesterday I was having a conversation with a co-worker who's admittedly younger. Like I said, most of, most of the people I deal with at work and talk to are either in their 30s or their 60s. Like there's this huge spectrum. And uh, more... more uh, you know, 30 somethings than anything else. So I was talking to one of my coworkers. She was just so upset. She was at the gym and these girls uh, were like 22 and didn't know who Mariah Carey was. And she was pissed. 
Like, she's had a ton of hits. How do you not know who Mariah Carey is? I was like, great. So I I understood her outrage. I was like, that's nuts. These kids need some schooling. Then we keep talking, and she goes on to say she's never seen Fight Club. And I was like, what? <laughs> How are you going to judge kids over Mariah Carey, and you've never seen Fight Club? Which, it's actually such a great film. You have to watch it twice. Because once you watch it the first time, then you say, oh, let me go right back and see if I missed anything. Because it's that kind of film. And David Fincher is one of my favorite directors. And to be honest, that that to me is about the best shape Brad Pitt was ever in. And it was delightful. So I think you should watch Fight Club. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, it's it's super deep. It's really... It's a very deep film about what I think is middle-aged white male angst. It's sort of like tapping into a very early vein of that that wave uh, that brought Trump into office. But, I mean, it's nothing wrong. It's not a political movie at all. And there's nothing wrong with feeling dissatisfied in your life. It's when you're dissatisfied in your life and you blame other people for it and you try to fix it in some bizarre way. Uh that doesn't seem to make sense. That's that's when it becomes a problem. So it's a good movie, but I I was just like, what? And then she went on talking about a couple of co-workers. Now, she was born in 1987, so it's really funny to hear her be like, yeah, look at uh, so-and-so. He wasn't born until 1991. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> I was grown by the time both of y'all were born. So, like, stop. <laughs> I uh, was still a kid, but you know, I was uh, I was a functioning uh, person with debt and bills and regrets and <laughs> responsibilities. <laughs> so I don't know. We just live in an interesting world. So I want to create a school for her. Like, how can you don't go around telling people you've never seen Fight Club? Like, no. And there were a couple of Eddie Murphy movies she'd never seen, and it was like, what? It's just weird. There's a whole generation of people basically who don't um, know the shit we love. And that's scary to me. So we just got to take him to school. And uh, I was curious about the little boy. He rang my doorbell. And he wasn't like, let me be clear. He wasn't like homeless looking or nothing. Like this kid was cared for. He ain't missed no meals. You know, he says he had a nice haircut. So it's like, I'm pretty sure his people would be like, you knocking on doors asking for soda money. Yeah, that's hilarious. Um, And then what was the other thing I was thinking about mentioning? I cannot recall. Peaky Blinders is back on Netflix. If you want something stylish and beautiful to watch, a gangster historical type scenario, you definitely need to check out Peaky Blinders on Netflix. Go to season one and watch it all the way through. We all need a Thomas Shelby in our lives. He's tormented and everything, but like he's just a great character. Killian Murphy does a great job with him. It's just a a wonderful, excellent, beautifully filmed British show. And I think you'll enjoy it. Peaky Blinders, uh, Top Boy, another British import. I really enjoyed. Thank you, Drake. Um, now what am I trying to move into on Netflix? I can't remember. Um, yeah, I don't know, because that's not what I was wanting to talk about. I wanted to talk about something else, but, you know, 
my memory is not what it always should be. So I think I'm going to wrap it up. Let's see how far, how much, how much talking have I done? Let's see. Eight minutes. All right. That's about my norm. Yeah. I can't think of the other thing I was going to talk about. Although I do want to touch on this. Everybody is not a natural leader. So if you are not a natural leader and you find yourself in a leadership position, do the people around you a solid and like maybe read some books on it. You know what I mean? Like that would really help because people who are not leaders that are in leadership roles, it's stressful for the people around you. Can you imagine what it's like working in this White House? I mean, especially if you're a person who follows rules, who who's dedicated your life to government, who's dedicated your life to service, because when you work for the government, you really are working to serve your country or your community or whatever. You know, you're you're working to help make things better for other citizens. And a lot of people really take that seriously. And so when you have a boss like Trump who doesn't, you know, that's disturbing And I feel like we've reached a very strange point in history where, you know, if you don't agree with me or like me, you're the enemy and you must go. Like that is Trump's whole mantra. But you can see it played out in other places, too. You know, I had a friend who went to go buy something. She was buying some Trump memorabilia for a friend of hers who loves Trump. So when she went to check out, the lady was like, see, you get getting the good stuff. And she was like, oh, no, I don't I can't stand him. This is for my friend. And the lady was like, oh, I thought we were like her whole attitude changed. Oh, I thought we were uh, on the same page. And and it's like, why do we all have to agree with each other 100 percent to be friends or to be cordial or civil? You know, people are raking Ellen DeGeneres over the coals because she was friends with George Bush. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. We can have friends that don't agree with us. In fact, it's better to have friends that don't agree with every single thing you say. Because who wants to live in a world where everybody's just a yes person? It's dangerous and it's it's not letting you grow. It's not keeping you challenged. And I, I, you know, I understand everybody doesn't want to challenge the way I thrive under a challenge. And I'm actually trying to get past that point in my life where I'm not always facing a challenge. Um, Not those kind of challenges anyway. I am who I'm going to be. And I've worked really hard to be this person. And I feel like I'm a good person. So I'm good with learning through challenges. Um, But, you know, I don't understand this whole notion where, you know, if you don't like or agree with me, on every single thing, then that means you're the enemy. And, you know, I got to take you out or destroy you or, you know, it's just ridiculous. And I really hope we get past this time in history soon because it's it's really dangerous. It's setting up a dangerous precedent and it's counterproductive. It doesn't get anything done. You, you, there's no way we can say our country has progressed. You know, and you could keep throwing the words around and using them and, and all these buzzwords, but there's just absolutely no way you can say we are actually in some sort of growth period because I feel like we've regressed and maybe maybe the regression will launch a growth period. But for now, it's like people are like cave people. You don't like me, bonk. <laughs> you don't agree with me, bonk. You know, that's really not the point. Are you doing a good job? That's the point. Are you doing what you were hired to do? Yes, great. 
I don't, you know, I don't care if you like me. I don't need you to like me. I need you to do your job. You know what I mean? Like, and in a government the size of the U.S. government, you want everybody to personally like you? That sounds crazy. And any version of it replicated anywhere sounds crazy. Because it is. Can't save me. 